Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Oftentimes, when we're with others, we're with their pain. And, and oftentimes, what happens is, is we go too quickly towards problem-solving mode, do this, do this, you know, don't do that. And we do this to kind of ease our own discomfort. And it's, it's quite selfish, you know, when we often when often what the other person needs most is to have someone to kind of witness their life, to, to witness their experience They they need someone to bear witness to the light, their life that's unfolding. But the problem is if we can't even tolerate our own stuff, if we can't be present to ourselves in that kind of way, we're not going to be able to be present to other people either. Yeah, that's a good, I think that's a good reminder of what being present it's kind of like, what is it? And then it's better to define it when we realize what it is not. And what you're describing is if, because if I can be quiet with myself, be present with myself and be okay with who I am, then I'm able to hold the pain of others better, not own it or take over it or try to solve it for them, but just be there and hold it with them. Be with empathetic. And like, you probably have an experience that's similar. Um, and that's one of those gifts where like, that's why being with each other is so healing because we realize we're not alone, but it's really hard to get close to somebody who isn't present because they're constantly talking about the, their past or their future or their experiences and how you should do it. And it's, it's not a re- reciprocal thing. It's not just like, man, that really sucks, man. That's mm. really hard. Like, what do you say at a funeral when you get to the family? Mm. Like the best, the best uh, having like at my dad's funeral, the most impactful conversations I had was when someone would just look at me and was able to say with like this calmness saying like, this is really hard. That's it. Those are the ones that was the most comforting. It was just seeing me for where I was in that moment. And people who didn't know what to do. We'd just be like, this is horrible. I don't know what you're going to do. This, this is, this isn't fair. Like things that like we don't have control over. And so that's, I know that's an extreme example, but that's what we're looking for to say, like, how can I be that person where crap really hits the fan in the lives of the people that I care about most? How can I be that calm presence in those moments of tragedy or chaos and that's why being present is important. Not to be like this stoic person that nothing gets to me, but it's being able to acknowledge like, this is difficult. This is hard. Um, and that's, that takes a lot, that takes a lot of work. And it sounds like juvenile or silly to say like, well, you need to really know who you are so you can be fully present with other people. But it's, it's that gift where God wants us to know who we are because he hides himself in, in us. So the better we know ourselves, the better we know him. And the better we know Jesus, the better we are to help and serve and love others. That's the re- re- reciprocity that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think it's interesting too when you talk about death because I think I think it's a really good example of I think that's some of the areas we struggle most is in, in pain and things like death and to be present with people, to be present with ourselves because we want to avoid pain. 
you know, I went to a funeral of, of someone who was deeply impactful in my life. One of my, you know, one of somebody who's just been probably one of the most influential figures in my life two weeks ago. And, um, I, I was, it was a really beautiful celebration of his life. Um, but I'm always struck in those moments cause, cause there's people, right. That especially religious people, um, that will go to just talking about, well, he's in a better place. He's in a better place. We're trying to put a positive spin on death. And obviously in the Christian worldview, like there is, there is, there's life beyond this. That's, that's better. Um, but I think, I think what's often most helpful is to just what we're talking about when you were talking about even people coming to you after your dad's, you know, passing is just, can we get to a place where we can just tolerate whatever is, you know, we can ask curious questions and we can just let whatever, however someone's processing their life, albeit, you know, grief in moments like death and just be able to just be able to kind of sit there with it, with them. Um, and I also listened to a really interesting thing recently, Austin, where, the person was talking about the difference between empathy and compassion. And they were advocating for the fact that we should strive probably more often than not to be more compassionate than even empathetic because in empathy, we're actually feeling what the other person feels. And this person was arguing that because of how our brains work, when we actually become empathetic, we can actually become more selfish because when we feel pain, we tend to, we tend to make it about us and we tend to want to avoid it. And compassion isn't so much feeling what the other person's feeling. It's just being able to be there. Yeah. To hold, to hold that pain. Mm -hmm. It's being able to just kind of be there and just kind of listen objectively and just be there. Just, just be able to listen, care, um, ask questions. Um, Obviously, if there's any practical way to help, maybe offer help if it's necessary, but, but it's not, it's not so much like empathy really leans into this idea of feeling what other people are feeling, but sometimes feeling what other people can are feeling can be a barrier to actually helping them. And so I thought that was an interesting, interesting thing, because I think as we're talking about this kind of this way of understanding compassion, this way of understanding presence, it's just being able to be with myself and be with others wherever they are. Yeah. And it's the, that quote from the very beginning that you talked about that the greatest gift we can give others is our transformed and transforming presence. So the reason why compassion and why we want to be present with other people is because we are being that, that calmness and compassion to others because someone has been compassionate to us. And because we are, team Jesus in this, and we, we believe that he is real. He was compassionate to us when we did not deserve it. And that's the motivation where we're like, we've experienced this compassion, this grace and understanding or forgiveness in spite of our messed up, in spite of our flaws and the way we've inflicted pain on other people, we were shown compassion. Or when we had something horrible happen, we've been able to experience this compassion and someone else has held that with us. So we can see what it feels like where, and I think where empathy kind of fits in with compassion is the people who are most compassionate 
knew what I was feeling, but didn't make it about them. So like, I think empathy and if someone's like, well, I just want to be empathetic. So I want to tell them that I know how they feel. Honestly, when people are going through really tough stuff or when you need to be present with someone, they usually don't need to hear that. Like, I know exactly how you feel because like this happened and I can, I can tell your story. It's then you're talking about yourself. You're not caring and being present with them in the moment because what you're talking about happened a year ago, last week. What's happening right now is happening right now. And that's, that's the transforming part where we're constantly learning together. So it's transformed. I am better today than I, than where I was three months ago, three years ago. So I'm transformed, but the transforming is acknowledging that like, I am never going to make it or get to the point where I don't need to learn anything else, or I don't need to, um, I don't, there's nothing else for me to gain from other people. That's the reciprocity. Cause once I've experienced that kind of presence, then I am able to give it to somebody else and then I can receive it again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.